Every verse is God breathed, and I aim to live by every word. It is essential to my faith foundation and works to change me from the inside out into the person God created me to be. That is why I shall never let it go. It is reliable, it is the truth, it is divine, it is my Bible. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. As Christians, I'm trying I'm trying not to move. As Christians, are y'all y'all ready? We good? As Christians, we, we can be so hard on ourselves, saints, to the point that we make excuses to stay in comfort zones. Even when God is telling us that he wants to elevate us out of those comfort zones into higher zones. But being uncomfortable should never, ever, ever, ever be greater than being obedient to our Savior. Being uncomfortable should never be greater than doing what God has called you to do. Taking a pause break is not the same as taking a praise break. A praise break. We should be praising God, not pausing on God. Amen. We're going to pray and get into the word. Father, I just thank you. I thank you, Lord, for this day. I thank you, Lord God, that you have already been in this day. I thank you, Lord God, that you walked through every person's household this morning. You got them up. You breathed the breath of life in them. You gave them fresh anointing. They are here, Lord God. They're here to receive everything that you have for them, Lord God. I just thank you, Lord God, right now as I decrease, Lord, you will increase. Every person will hear and receive everything that they need, Father God. I thank you, Lord God, that this is an appointed time. There is nothing by accident, Lord, because we serve you and you are a purpose for God. I thank you, Lord God, that our will to do will line up with your whatever you want us to do, Father. I just thank you, Lord God, that no person will sit in here in discomfort. I thank you, Lord God, that you are removing every burden, that you're taking care of every yoke. You're destroying it, Lord God, from the root, not just from the surface. I thank you, Lord God, right now that all is well in your kingdom, all is well with your kids, all is well with everything that is connected to us. So, Lord God, we just give you glory and honor for it in the name of Jesus. Amen. We're going to be um, going to... Exodus 3, we're going to read 9 through 12 in the message version, but I want to give you a little details. Okay. Okay. So Exodus 3, 9 and 12, we're all family here, so we, we relax and we get the word. The word is already in us, so there's... Anytime we're having a conversation, even if we're talking about a steak dinner, we're talking about the Lord, show bless, bless them when they cook that steak because it's good. Everything about us has the word coming out of us because it's already in us. So we can, we can laugh, we can relax, we can have fun. The joy of the Lord is our strength no matter what we're going through, no matter what we're growing through, no matter what is going on around us. It, a storm does not mean that it's time for us to stop moving. So we, Exodus 3, 9, and 12, the message version. I'm going to give you a little backstory. This is going to be about Moses. Moses was, was an Israelite. He was raised as an Egyptian by Pharaoh's daughter. So when uh, she raised him, one day Moses was walking around 
the grounds, and he saw an Egyptian soldier abusing an Israelite slave. So he struck the soldier and killed him. That was, there was no judge, jury. That was, that was it. That was death. That was a death sentence. So Moses had to get up out of Egypt real quick by any means necessary. So as he fled, uh, he fled Egypt as a criminal. And he was uh, what we call today, he was on the lamb. He was running from the law. Um, so we're going to, you know, in that, in that time that he was uh, hiding, that's what I'll say, when he was hiding, he was comfortable. He got married. He had some cheerings, all of that. He was comfortable. Everything was good in, in where he was. Uh, his father-in-law, he had some sheep, and Moses was out tending to the sheep. And God spoke to Moses by burn, a burning bush, and Moses answered him. So we're going to go to Exodus 3, 9, and 12. We're going to pick up right there. And this is God, because when God did the burning bush, that's how he spoke to Moses. I don't know how he speak to y'all, but he got a way to speak to us, and all we have to do is listen, you know? So when he was speaking to him, this is the conversation that kept going. Uh, verse 9, it says, the Israelite cry for help has come to me. This is God speaking to Moses. And I've seen for myself how cruelly they're being treated by the Egyptians. It's time for you to go back. I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the people of Israel, out of Egypt. Moses answered God, but why me? What makes you think that I could ever go to Pharaoh and lead the children of Israel out of Egypt? In verse 12, God says, I'll be with you. God said, and, then, and this will be the proof that I am the one who sent you. When you have brought my people out of Egypt, you will worship God right here at this very mountain. Now, Moses answered God just like some of us answer God. Now, why me? Why, God? There's so many other people that can go and do that same thing. But you know, God never sends us anywhere that he has not already gone before us. Today is April 10th, 2022. God has already been in April 10th, 2022. As a matter of fact, he's here with us right now. He never leaves us alone. He's listening to you. He's talking to you. He's, he's giving you instructions. And the way that we win our day is because we wake up with God first. There is, he's already... He's, already given us everything that we need. So Moses was saying, Moses told God, I can't go back to Egypt and leave nobody, nowhere. God, is there another? You know, he was even, I, I could just imagine the conversation. Moses probably was telling God, you done burnt the wrong bush. You on the wrong side of the mountain. That can't be for me because you know what happened to me over there. But see, God, you, don't, you, you know what happened? You know what they did? If I go back there, you know what's going to happen? <laughs> All is well. All is well. Y'all heard that echo? That was God saying, it's time for y'all to go back there. 
and do what he done told you to do when y'all was back there. You done moved from that, but now it's time to go back and take care of those things. That's all that is. God is good. God is good. We just letting God speak. Come on, God. All right. It is. It's all right. If we got some echoes, just let the echoes go. Some people need, somebody need to hear this twice. It's all right. It's all right. It is all right. God is good. God is good. When we let the Lord use us, amazing things happen. Okay. See, whenever we have some technical difficulties, we, I look at that as an uh, opportunity for God to get the glory. Because you know what? We ain't going to say the enemy be doing everything. It's just a technical difficulty. But because we're all saints and we're all women and men of God, it's okay. We just readjust and we keep on moving because God's still going to get the glory. Amen? Now, Moses, Moses gave God about five excuses why God needed to send somebody else. In verse 4, Moses said, here I am. So Moses was telling God, I am available. How many times when God called on you, you say, here I am? That is you saying, God, I'm available. I am available. I am available. I am ready to do what you've called us to do. So, but when the answer, when he answered God and he says, I am available, that didn't mean he wasn't uncomfortable because that's why the excuses came being uncomfortable does not qualify disqualify you from anything that God has called you to do God does not call the qualified he qualifies the call if you answer God didn't say I need for you to do this in your own strength he said, I would give you strength, but all you have to do is say, here I am. Here I am, God. Your excuses does not disqualify you. Your steadfast willingness and obedience is what qualifies you to do what God has called you to do. There is no lack in the kingdom. There's no lack of words. There's no lack of wisdom. There's no lack of money. There's no lack of time. There's no lack of anything. Yeah, you got a situation, but... We invite God into those situations. Ladies, men, women of God, men of God, we invite God into the situation. We don't have to do all these things on our own. This is why we get overwhelmed. This is why we, get, uh, we let those disqualifications take us out. We let those things stop us from doing what God told us to do. And then we wonder why we're still in the same place we was last year. We're in the same place because we didn't move. We're waiting for God to come through, but God said, I done been there, and I need for you to move. He's trying to shift you. He's trying to take you to the place that he wants you to be at so that you can receive everything that you need from God. Let me tell y'all a little, just a little story. Um, I don't like to drive in the rain. There was a, um, 
I had been in an accident. Oh, listen, this has been over 20 years ago, that, that long, okay? Uh, one, one holiday season, I believe it was around Thanksgiving, um, we were driving to Jordan, and we had some friends following us, and I was driving. So, as you, you know, as you're driving, the, the rain started coming, and I couldn't see the road. I started going about 10, I don't know, 5. And when I got down a little farther, it just started pouring. I couldn't see the road. Y'all, I stopped on the interstate in the middle of the road. Thank God the angels had encamped around us. Thank God that we had already been praying. But I was so uncomfortable driving in the rain, I just wouldn't do it. I don't care what bush got burnt. I don't care what, what happened. I don't care what God, I just did not want to drive in the rain. I don't care if it was one, if I saw one raindrop, I'm going home. So there was a, um, so this past weekend, I went somewhere and uh, it was raining. It was pouring down rain. Let me tell y'all something. I know I had backslid because I was calling on Jesus like I ain't never called on him before. I wanted to turn around. I wanted to stop in the road. I wanted to do all those things, emotions, all of those things. But you know what? I said, God, you told me to come out here <laughs> on these highways and, and it's pouring down rain. And I don't know what to do. This is a challenge for me, right? Y'all hear that challenge? And... um. We take, we take these things and we try to dress them up and change the way we're saying. I said challenge. Y'all, I was in fear. Yeah, God didn't give me the spirit of fear, so guess what? I'm a super saint. I'm not going to say I got fear because that ain't what the word say. But I was, that was fear. Fear had locked and gripped me and had me so afraid that I could not even drive. If God called me to go do something this raining, I ain't doing it. Just disobedience and out of order, out of order. I asked God, I said, God, you had me come out here, so I know that there's something you want me to do. And when, when he told me to go, I said, here I am. As I got to my destination, when I got off the interstate, it just stopped raining because I was still willing. I was willing to go through that storm. I had to um, conquer that fear that I was trying to dress up like something else. As I got off the interstate, it stopped raining. And I was praising God. I stopped, because in the car, I started praising God. I stopped thinking about it raining. I stopped thinking about all of the other things. I stopped thinking about there was an accident. I stopped thinking about what happened 20 plus years ago. It's time for us to stop thinking about things that happened in our past. And it's time, it's time for us to conquer those fears. Because God can use our willing to do what he's called us to do. He can't use us if we're standing still and won't move and won't deal with roots. There are things that have been in your past that has happened 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, and you're still holding on to it, and you're calling it something else. All you're doing is dressing it up. But you got to release it. Stop dressing things up, conquer it, release it so that God can use you. I get to my destination. There was a gentleman came... Um, walking in towards where I was. I was getting service done. He walked in where I was. And um, as he was walking, he fell. I mean, fell hard. He was an older gentleman, and it was, it was wet, you know, because it had rain. So I looked over. I just stretched my hands toward his way, and I just started praying. 
nothing, nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken. Ain't nothing going to be wrong. You know how we do. We just, I, I'm praying for him. So to my surprise, he walked in there where I was, right? When him, when him and his wife came in and she sat down and they were, you know, talking to the people and I'm still praying. And then I started saying, God, this is why you wanted me to come. That's why you wanted me to come. I would have missed the opportunity. Yes, God still would have had somebody there praying for him. But see, there still was something I needed to conquer as well. If we're blessed to be a blessing, then that means we got to go through what we need to go through so we can get to where God wants us to get so that we can be the blessing that he said we are. Amen? As I was praying, as I was um, praying for them and they were in there and I could tell, you know, he had, he, he had a limp you know, because he had fell hard, and um, I just started cursing, you know, taking authority. I was like, he ain't, he ain't gonna limp no more. He ain't gonna limp. I saw him walking and limping, and then by the third step he took, no more limp. No more limp, no more anything. So then God told me, because see, God didn't stop there. God said, I want you to bless them. And I said, okay, God, I'm ready. I'm ready. You know, I, I've, I've seen what you've done. I'm ready. I'm ready to bless them. But you know what? I was ready to do it right then, but that would have been out of order. I had to wait on God and see how God wants to do it. We want to bless people with a word. We want to bless people with a seed. We want to bless people with all these things. All of that is good, but if, if it ain't God, then we need to stand down and wait until our Father tell us how to do it so that it's not a temporary thing. It's something that could be paid forward, you know? I waited, and I kept saying, the opportunity is about to go. I'm just going to do it. But I didn't. I didn't. I just took the moment, and I waited. And then I, I asked God. I said, God, I said, when, when are you going to have me do this? And he said, I'm preparing their hearts to receive. How? How do you prepare somebody's heart to receive something? Um, you know, I'm thinking in my natural state, I'm thinking if somebody want to give me something, they call it a blessing. I don't care what they call it. I get, thank you. I receive it. Let the Lord use you. It don't, you, you know what I'm saying? God, you ain't got to prepare my heart to receive. And I'm just saying, I'm, I'm open. I, I, am I the only, I'm the only one? Okay. All right. I'm open to receive. So when he said, uh, he has to prepare their heart. I just said, okay. And I didn't understand it. So um, I was able to, and the way that I was going to do it, I was going to talk to the gentleman, okay? So out of order, because that's not what, the way God wanted it. Um, because I was, I was kind of uncomfortable talking to the wife, to be honest. Um, but I, because I knew that God had me praying for her husband, right? So when God told me that, there was a, I, I was able to go sit beside her, and I heard her saying uh, that her son was getting married the next day. And then God said, tell her congratulations. And I said, God, that's ear hustling. <laughs> but again, I am, a, I am here, Lord. So I said congratulations. And that, that led to a conversation with me, him, and her. Okay, so going back, the storm conquered, the blessing of prayer conquered, now preparing their hearts. Okay, I was able to bless them. And 
God got the glory. As I was riding back home, as I was riding back home, it started pouring out rain. Y'all know I didn't even know, I didn't even realize it was storming. I didn't even realize it. And once I got home, I realized it then because I didn't want my hair to get wet. And I was like, God, I was like, I just rolled through a storm. I didn't even realize it until I got home and, and I had to sit in the car for a minute. And at that moment, God told me, he said, he said, you know why I had to pre prepare their hearts? And I said, why? And he said, because they wouldn't have received that from you because they don't like you. And they weren't going to receive anything from me or anyone like me. But because of my obedience and willing to go and do what God said, not only was I blessed and conquered some things, they were blessed, and now they're going to continue to to pay that forward, and there were some other people that were in there that, that heard it, and they were blessed as well because they knew the couple. You know, we don't have to disqualify ourselves and not do what God told us to do. And the thing about it is, if God had told me the situation before, I would have been like, uh-uh, that, that, that's on them, you know. They going to miss out, you know. But really, if you think about it, they're not missing out. We're missing out. Because we've been sent here to do just what we're supposed to do. We are supposed to win souls for Christ. How you going to win souls for Christ and all you do is hang around saints? I can't, I can't be around them because I don't like their lifestyle. What they lifestyle got to do with your lifestyle? I can't be in their presence because they drink. You, you never did? You never had any kind of past. You Jesus and you sin free, right? We got to get out of those comfort zones of always thinking that we are above somebody. Because that's exactly what, you, what you're doing, if I'm honest. I used to be uh, in a situation where I, I thought I couldn't be around certain people because, see, I was like, God done brought me from a mighty long way. I ain't trying to go back, you know, doing the same thing. But he's sending you back so that you can pull other people from the pits. He ain't sending you back so you can revert. He's sending you back so you don't keep rehearsing the hurt. You got to heal some people along the journey. But you got to be willing to go. Exodus 3, we're going to go down 13 and 15, the message version. I know that was a rabbit trail, but praise God that we can get free and we can allow the Holy Spirit to do what he do. There was a time when if the Holy Spirit was telling me to do something, it ain't, it ain't wrote down, it wasn't getting done. But when we get free and we get out of our own way, God can use us. God can use us. It doesn't matter where God used me. I told him I am, I am willing and I am able. If that causes me to go to jail or hell, I'm ready. I'm ready because I know that God has already been there. He has already taken care of everything that needs to be taken care of. All I have to do is show up. All you have to do is show up. Sometimes you can show up and you ain't got to say a word. A word. 
uh, we were at a restaurant last week, and my son walked outside, and um, he opened the door for someone. And the, the lady told him, she, she, he, say, he didn't say anything. She, she looked at him, and she said, I can tell you a Christian, right? And he said, yes, ma'am. And that was it. That was the conversation. You see what I'm saying? That was the conversation. It, everything, we, we look for deep stuff. But just because you showed up, there is something different about each and every one of you. Y'all don't look the same. You know, when you go back and visit people that you used to know, they look at you and they be like, you sure look different. Yes, I am different. I am different. Because they're not looking at you, now they're looking at Christ in you. And if you go back and they say you look the same, Exodus 3, 13 through 15, it says, then Moses said to God, Moses kept coming with excuses. Now, suppose I go to the people of Israel and I tell them, the God of your father sent me to you. And they ask, what is his name? What do I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. Tell the people of Israel, I am sent me to you. God continued with Moses, this is what you're to say to the Israelites. God the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob sent me to you. This has always been my name, and this is how I always will be known. Y'all, I am said what he said. He said what he said. Moses had excuses. God took care of them and said, I'm with him. God didn't give him a long speech. He said, then he said, what am I supposed to tell these people? You tell them that I am sending you know, that's, that's just how God is. God doesn't change what, he's, what he said. He said what he said. So do not allow yourself to get detached from the vine. Don't allow yourself to get detached from the vine. He's going to give you the instructions. All you have to do is listen, and then you need to do. John 15, 1 through 4 in the New Living Translation reads, I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Even though Moses felt unworthy, God knew Moses was willing. God knew Moses would move mountains. God knew Moses would trust him. God knew Moses would rely on him. God knew Moses was unbreakable. God knew these things because Moses' viewpoint of himself in the beginning was confessing his disqualifications. When you point out your disqualifications to God, you're telling God, I am willing to go, but I do need to grow. And I can do that as long as you're walking with me. He said he's going to walk with you, but you still have to be willing to go. God is using, God was looking at Moses, and he was listening to the things he said, because God don't ignore us. He's listening as Moses was trying to disqualify himself. But was Moses really trying to disqualify himself from going? When we already know, he said, here I am. He wanted to go. 
He just, he just needed some encouragement to go. He just needed to know that God was going with him. He needed to know that all of heaven was backing him. All of heaven is backing every decision y'all make. Every decision that you make based on what God has already told you, it is true, and God will bring it to pass. We are supposed to do what he say do. The manifestation is not up to you and I. It is God who gets the glory. We got to remain steadfast and unshakable, unbreakable is who you are. You are a diamond. You can't be broken. God has already pruned you. He has already sifted you. He is now trying to shift you. He is trying to elevate you to where he wants you to go. Stop being confident. Stop saying what you don't like to do. Stop saying what you don't want to do and do what God said do. He called you. He qualified you. He gave you the anointing that's on the inside of you. You always thinking that somebody is talking about you. You're grown men and women. Ain't nobody talking about you because they after you. They after the anointing that's on the inside of you. You powerful. Be faithful. Be faithful. God didn't have to give us anything. Jesus could have came down off that cross anytime he wanted to. But you know what? Jesus loved y'all so much he thought each and every one of us was to die for. So who cares who don't like you? Who cares who didn't show up to your dinner, your meal, your, your party? Who cares? The A-list is Jesus. If Jesus showed up, me and Jesus are going to have a party. We don't have to always get confirmation from every single body. When Jesus said, go, that is your confirmation. That is your confirmation. He is able, capable, and willing to bring every promise to pass that he has made to you. You feel like there's some things going on in your life, and you feel like sometimes you're broken, you're depressed, you, you can't go on, you're doing a lot, and, and you want some of these things taken off your plate and all of these things. But God has infused you with his power. There is no lack. You're not doing too much. You're not doing enough. If you're tired, that's because you keep trying to do things in your own power. Your power is limit. It's limited. But we serve a limitless God. He has all the power. You got you to gotta spend time with him. You know how you can win your day. You can win your day by starting it with God. Win your day by starting it with God. You need restoration in this era. He's the restorer. Everything is in his hands. He did not give you more faith than me. He didn't give you more faith than her. He didn't give him more faith. He said he gave everybody the measure of faith. You don't need somebody to pray for you because they got more faith than you. That's because they've been spending more time with God in private than you. Get yourself together. Spend some more time with God. And then guess what? You don't have to say, uh, Sister Sarah is a prayer warrior. You a prayer warrior. You know, some of us go out and, you know, we have friends and we want our friends to like us, don't we? Well, Jesus, Jesus said he's our friend. 
You're doing all these good things for your friend. You're buying them things. You pay for dinner. You, you want to take them shopping. You want to answer their, their questions before they even ask. You're doing all of these good things because this is my friend, and I want my friend to like me. But Jesus said that he sticks closer than us to us like a brother. Jesus said he's your friend. You out here in public, and you want your friends to see you're looking good, you're shining, you're riding in a nice whip. You're doing all of these things, but you're not serving God. You spent your bill money, took your friend on a vacation so they can spend more time with you than they do with the other friend. Because, see, you their best friend. You don't just want to be a friend. You want to be the best friend. But you know what? Jesus said he's your friend, and you can spend time with him for the free. There's just a lot of things that we get comfortable doing. Some of these things, we don't even realize that we're doing them because we've been doing them so long. I'm gonna, let me give you all a, a little example of this. Um, nobody's immune from stuff. Stuff coming. Y'all getting the word right now? When y'all go out, there's stuff waiting on y'all. Okay? There was some stuff that happened in my family last week. Y'all, it knocked me off my feet. I got to a point where I said, I ain't dealing with that side of the family no more. They gone, Jesus. You got to get them. I, I can't. It's just, it's just, you know, you know, I, it's just my family. Okay. You just don't want to deal with those side of the family. And, and you know what God told me? Uh, if you don't deal with that side of the family, I'm going to deal with you on this side of heaven. And all of that is in love because I know exactly what that means. And I'm telling y'all this. Y'all want to get out of the family. You don't talk to this person in your family. You don't talk to that person in the family because they got some drama. Well, guess what? God placed you there. God knew that there was going to be drama. God knew that there was going to be stuff. Y'all need to go back and fix what you need to fix. You the light. If you move your light away from that dark side of the family, who got them? And then when something happened and you can't talk to them, you can't see them, oh, Lord, take me with them. He put you in the family. Go talk to them. No, you don't, you don't have to go to every family reunion, but God placed you there for a reason. Find out what the reason is. I had to find out what the reason was that God put me in the family I was in because I used to think, Lord, I had to have been adopted. And I hope they don't listen to this. I, but we have, we have these family and and. We get so shameful. We don't want to talk about things. We want to be secretive about stuff. But you know what? We got the answer. We got the answer on the inside of us. Stop uh, allowing the questions to just float around in the atmosphere. You got the answer. You got the answer. So go deal with, deal with that. Deal with that. And when, when the situation happened with me, um, and I said it knocked me down, I said, God, I just need a minute. I just need a minute. And I needed a minute because I knew what the task was. I knew what I had to do. But I still need a, I needed a minute to recover. 
I needed a minute, y'all, so that I could get out the way so I can let my God lead the way. He had the answer. He had the solution. Everything. He had already told me what I was going to do. The enemy over there laughing, thinking he got me against the rope. He think that he got y'all against the rope. He think because y'all taking a minute that y'all are down, that he going to do the count. But guess what? We get up. We get up. We don't stay down. We get up. And when I got up, I declared, I decreed, I prayed, I plead the blood of Jesus. And guess what? I'm not going down. You just got to think. You're not broken. Just say, I took a moment. Don't stay in the moment. That's what brokenness comes when you stay in the moment. If you got all heaven backing you, why are you staying down? There is no power stronger than heaven. There is no power greater than the one that lives on the inside of you. You might get knocked down. I know sometimes we say I take a step and, and I get pushed two steps back. Well, I got knocked down. And when I saw the devil counting, I said, oh, not today. I'm getting up. I'm getting up and I'm claiming my family and I'm taking them back. And ain't no devil in hell going to keep the darkness circling around them. There's no cloud of darkness. There is nothing but light. But we got to get uncomfortable. We got to get out of those comfort zones. Ain't nothing, 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 nothing has been birthed from a comfort zone. Every time you hear somebody saying they did something, I invented this, I made this, I created this. Uh, so many people told them, no, you ain't going to do it. You ain't worthy. You ain't got the money. You can't start that business. Business failed the first year. Here you are three years later, your business still booming. In the midst of COVID, saints got promotion. I have never seen the righteous forsaken. And we never will. Don't think that you're in the wrong family. Take care of your family. Take care of the people that God has blessed you to be with. You want a promotion on your job. You out here working every day. You're doing more than you should. You done neglect your whole family. Then you didn't get the promotion and you did, you're looking like, why? Why is because promotion comes from God? If God, did, if God didn't pave the way for you, here go, here go the saints. What we do is when God closed doors, no man can open. God opened doors, no man can close. We say that. But then here we are, saints. We want to kick in some doors that God done closed. We using our own tools to pry open doors. If God opens doors, you just got to walk. You ain't even got to turn the knob. But we want to we wanna make something happen so bad that we leave God out of it. When God said it's not that difficult, if you want to do it, I'm going to let you. And the, the tools that we use to pry open those doors are tools of aggravation, tools of oppression, tools of depression, tools of not feeling worthy, tools of neglect, tools of abuse. All of those tools we use to pry open doors to get more of those same old things. Because that's the only thing on, on the, that's on the other side of those doors. You know, Moses was taking a moment um, because he did understand the assignment. 
but he took a moment. He was not trying to talk himself out of the task. What Moses was doing, he was taking a moment so that he can build himself up, so that he can walk into that anointing that God had for him, so he can do what God had already told him to do. Sometimes we have to take a moment. If Moses had went on his own, Moses wouldn't have been talked about in the Bible because he would have been dead on sight. But Moses took a moment, and then he got up. He got up and he finished the task. He did what God said he could do. We already know the story. God moved, God used Moses in ways that we don't, we never saw that again. We never heard of that again. How many of y'all think that uh, seen two places in the Bible where the sea was, the Red Sea was parted? I saw one. Was there another? God used Moses specifically to do that. God wants to use you to do some specific things. All you got to do is get up. You're unbreakable. You are unbreakable. The situations, Pastor Lee, you don't know what I'm going through. I don't know, but God do, and I know that you're unbreakable. I know that God has already been there. He's already sifted it. He's already shifting you. All you got to do is get elevated and know who you are and know why you're where you are and do what God told you to do. You will not fail. The only way you're going to fail is if you don't move. There is no lack in the kingdom. You are unbreakable. We have to count it all joy even though we're going through some things. Even though we're going through some things. I, I look at it like there's a storm. You keep moving, there's a blessing. You keep moving and there's breakthrough. Whenever you're going through a storm, it's raining, it's hard, it's thundering, it's lightning, all that's going on. You have the, the your instincts will say stop. And if God, God will say keep going. Because you know what? You can drive or move three more steps and it's sunny. That's the same way with trials and tribulations. If you keep on moving, if you get yourself back up, if you dust yourself off, if you shake off that dust, and if you still be willing, God will use you. You will win. There is no lose in you. There is no lose in you. Just because you stop, just because you feel disqualified, just because you feel unworthy, just because you feel some type of way, that don't disqualify you from being used by God. All of those things tell me that God's going to use you mightily. He's going to use all of that things that you said that you don't think you could qualify to do. Moses said, I, God, you said to me, I can't speak eloquently. I can't go back there. They're going to kill me. I don't think that I'm worthy to do this. Them people ain't going to listen to me. I don't know why you don't burnt this bush over here. I don't know why you sending me to do this. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And God said, good, because see, I know. All you need to do is trust me. I'm going to use you to bring what I said to pass. You're going to bring all my children home. Saints, we are in here to bring all God's children home. We're not leaving no children down on our watch. God said that who the son set free Oh, it's free indeed. We're not putting ourselves in bondage. Moses was led into his destiny by being a criminal. And he, was, he came back a leader. Moses was led into his destiny a criminal and coming back a leader. Daniel was led into his destiny to be slaughtered by the lion, but he came back leading the pack. David was led into his destiny by taking his brothers some lunch, and then he killed Goliath. 
I don't know where your destiny is going to lead you, but you up for the task. And if you keep moving, you're going to come back leading the path. You're going to come back the winner. You are a hero, shero. God is in you. There is nothing modern about you. There is nothing that uh, is breakable about you. There is nothing that says not enough. Every time you look at a situation and you say, why me? Just start saying, why not me? Because God chose you. That's why. That's why you. God chose you. I've got this situation going on, that situation going on. But you know what? We invite God into all those situations because he already know how to deliver you out of them all. He said that in his word. He is not going to leave you on the battlefield. He's not going to leave you fighting naked. He's not going to leave you for the enemy to triumph over you. There is no enemy in hell that is stronger than any one of you. You got the power on the inside of you. You need to activate that power. Just because power is there, if you don't activate it, then it's dormant. You can't use it. You can't use it. You know, people say how you, um, when you, if you don't use it, you lose it. You don't lose it. Yeah, you're going to go to heaven. But when you get to heaven, wouldn't it be just wonderful when you get to heaven and you got a whole pack behind you that you don't talk to, that you don't minister to, that you don't witness to, that you don't walk with, instead of getting up there being by yourself and God saying, okay, Chad, come on in. Now, when I get there, we're going we gonna to have a conversation. Girl, you remember when you did this? God, you remember when you did that? See, that's, that's how we want to be. Yes, 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 you are great. But what are you doing for the kingdom? Hebrews 12, 25, New Living Translation. It says, be careful that you do not refuse to listen to the one who is speaking. For if the people of Israel did not escape when they refused to listen to Moses, the earthly messenger. We will certainly not escape if we reject the one who speaks to us from heaven. Proverbs 8 and 33 in the New Living Translation says, listen to my instructions and be wise. Don't ignore. You claim Jesus in public, but do you know him in private? Every day, we should be growing closer to God, closer to God. We don't need to get out here and try to uh, show people that we are believers. People should see it on you. They should see it in you. We, we, what we're doing now is we're serving notice on the enemy to show that we have come, we have come together to represent who Jesus is in this world. We're, we represent him, but now we're going to represent who he is on this earth. We are not going to, we don't have to say a word. All we got to do is show up. We're going to show up in places that we thought we could never go back in. We're going to show up and talk to these family members that we just had them put to the side. We're going to show up and do everything God has told us to do because God said that we are more than conquerors. Why you won't go back? It's not going to take you out. We got to get out of these comfort zones. God, is, he's already pruned you. He has already did everything that he's going to do on the inside of you. All you got to do is get in your car sometimes and go. Show up. How are you going to be a gift if you never present? We, we know that we're in this world, but we're not of this world. But we, but we can obey the laws of this land, right? 
Why aren't y'all saints obeying the laws of heaven? You obeying the laws of this land, which is good, but we also got to obey the laws of heaven. If heaven is backing you, heaven got to be backing some people that are obedient. Some people that are sold out for Christ. Some people that are doing what God told them to do. And that's each and every one of you. You already here, so you've already made the devil mad. As Pastor Mike said last, last week, he said, when, he, when you got up this morning and you breathe, you didn't have to say a word, you already defeated the devil. God said that you belong to him. God said that he chose you. God said he qualified you. I don't care what's going on in your life. God said, God said, God said, God said. Somebody say something about you, don't matter. God said, God said, God said. Well, I don't think that you're qualified for this position. Well, great, because that ain't a position for me, because God said, God said, God said. Well, I don't know about how my marriage is going to look. It don't look right now, but that's okay. Well, two or more... Uh, Two or more gather. God is in the midst of it. Get with your spouse and pray because God said, God said, God said. God did not change what he said. God did not fix anything to fit your season. God is a God of all season. He said what he said. He meant what he said. And he do what he say. We are his children. We need to say what we say, do what we say, and believe what God said. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I want y'all to repeat something after me. Well, we're going to say this together because we don't serve notice on the devil and we're going to walk out of here with all of our stuff intact. There are things that are going on that's going to hit you as soon as you walk out the door. When you get out there and do parking lot ministry, it's going to be somebody going to make you mad. So we're going to serve notice on the enemy. We got to stop getting mad at people and get mad at the force behind what they're doing and what they're saying. It ain't the people. It's sometimes it's how you see it and how you receive it. We look at things from our own viewpoint, but we don't see things through the vantage point of God. God is seeing every area, every area. He don't see just one way. So we got to start activating our vantage point to see things the way God sees. Somebody cut you off, you got to be like, God, I don't know why they cut me off, but in the name of Jesus, I didn't get in no accident. We look at things one-sided. We got to look at things from God's vantage point. Things are going off or wrong in your life. You need to find out what the root is so you can get rid of that root so it can stop growing them branches of bad fruit. You're sitting here and you're a believer, but every time, I turn, every time you turn around, you're bending down to pick up some fruit, but the vine is up there, so you don't bend down to pick up anything. You put your, stretch your hands to the one who is above all things and get that fresh fruit from the tree. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Let's say this together. Ready? I am here to expose the enemy. No more hiding. No more shame. No more secrets. No more excuses. I am leading my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 You are leading your life. You are not just taking a stroll. You are leading your life. Yes, you're living your life. But now let's start, let's shift that and lead your life. You command what's going on in your life. 
Don't hold anybody accountable for what you did or did not do, for what they did, what they did not do. Lead your life. It's time for you to gird yourself up, get yourself in order, be the change you want to see, and lead your own life. You have the power and authority on the inside of you to do it because you are unbreakable. Hallelujah. Father, I just thank you. I thank you, Lord God, that your word has gone forth. I thank you, Lord God, that it will nourish every spiritual being in here, Lord. I thank you, Father God, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper in the name of Jesus, Father. I thank you, Lord God, as we continue to be led by you, Lord. We will take moments to get out the way so that you can lead the way because you are the way. So, Father, I just thank you. I thank you for every person that's in here. I thank you, Lord God, that they are free to serve you any way you want them to. And I thank you, Lord God, that you, you will perfect every single thing that concerns them. No more concerns. No more shame. No more excuses. No more guilt. No more not feeling worthy. No more not feeling qualified. Because, Lord God, you qualified. You chose them. And Lord God, I just thank you right now. I thank you, Lord God, that as we leave this place and never your presence, Lord God, there is going to be a shift from a whole bunch of comfort zones, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that the ones that are willing, that you're elevating them, that Lord God, you're showing them the doors that you want them to walk in. You're showing them the promotion that they thought that they wanted, but you're showing them that you had something hidden. You had something hidden just for you. Nobody else could get it but, but them. Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, for marriages being restored in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, that if they are willing, Lord God, that you will show them how to walk back towards you so that they can see their spouse the way you see them. I thank you, Lord God, for financials, everyone's finances, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that that's one of the things that the enemy try to use, but no more, no more, because, Lord God, you've given us the power to get the wealth. So all of our debt pay itself off right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Our daddy is the king. He's the king of kings and lords and lords. There is nothing that is too hard for our God. When we say there's nothing that's a surprise to you, Father, it won't surprise us anymore either. Lord, I just thank you. I thank you for all that are able to receive, Lord God. I just thank you, Lord God, for your presence. I thank you, Lord God, that you have created, created us to be gifts, and we shall be present. We will show up. And Lord God, we know that you will continue to get the glory. Whatever any person in here is feeling, emotion, going through some things, Lord, I declare and decree right now that it moves. It moves, Lord God. It moves. It does not continue to look like it's too difficult. It doesn't keep continue to look like it's too hard. It doesn't uh, continue to harass them, Lord. I thank you, Lord God, as they give it to you, you receive it, and they shall leave it in your well-capable hands. And we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that's what God had to say to us today. We 